My whole sound is wicked. They loving how the boy is spitting. Cause I got him spinning, grinning, getting faded like denim. And I throw salt at these rappers cause they didn't. 
winner uh, So pump your speakers, make them hi-hats bounce And tell your haters how you like me now I know you're feeling me uh, The whole world trying to bite my style My girl is quiet, but it's funny how I pipe that down So get your mind blown Still puffing on hydro Ain't no telling where we might go But as long as I'm here with the right folks I lay back with my eyes closed So holla at me cause, cause I'm in town If you're down Feel so good when you're around Let's get lost and we'll get found I just wanna enjoy myself The sky stay blue where we be at I rep my city all day like Biatch I heat back up and beat tracks up And if your high's coming down We can cheat back up The Jeep out the garage I creep out of Mirage This heartbreaker got you up in his vibe Yo, I cut these hoes out like a fucking collage And get your pump, make your bump to bump Then we can jump And I don't drink no Vaswata or Cristal But I got this nice CD, some Jill Scott Heron I'm blaring, don't whip a McLaren But I'm about to have your mind doing bends with the lyrics I got a couple girls crushing on me I grew up in the burbs but get love in the streets And I'm, and I'm free when I write these rhymes I give you bar after bar like a Friday night So get your mind blown Still puffing on hydro Ain't no telling where we might go But as long as I'm here with the right folks I lay back with my eyes closed So holla at me cause, cause I'm in town If you're down Feel so good when you're around Let's get lost and we'll get found I just want to enjoy myself We can dip off, get lost or whatever We can dip off We can dip off, get lost or whatever We can dip off
video games like they might take it to an Ivy League school. Won't get Hall of Fame dick from a minor league dude. I just eat pussy, other people need food. Only got a little time and I ain't trying to spend it. All you in the bar who ain't giving who attention. Tarting up the engine, need to reboot. I see pussy, other people need food. And I use every bone in my body. Keep on holding on to your trust. everybody this is tractivist radio right here on dash radio today we are at the incredible dream studio at the dream hotel here in hollywood california and we are excited to be here it is show number 10 and uh, we have a very very special guest in the building today we have the incredible rapper the funkiest rapper alive lyrics born coming through oh yeah so we are excited to have him join the show, uh, one incredible icon in our community and in the entire rap community. So it's going to be an incredible show, so stay tuned for that. We had some great music to start the show. We had some Sam Ock with a track called Stay. We had some Azure, Kiss a Joint featuring I Am Sue. And of course, we ended that set with a track called Dang featuring Anderson Pack, made by the late Mac Miller. So rest in peace to Mac Miller. I know he affected a lot of people in this community, um, supposedly a great guy. So rest in peace to Mac Miller. So because we have a packed show, let's get right back into the music. This song is Best Part, and it's made by Daniel Caesar. You all probably know that. It features her. But this is an incredible remix uh, founded on SoundCloud. It's by this artist named Daju. So check this out. Oh, 
It's DJ Pre, and for those of you who can tell, I'm feeling a little sick today, so my bad. But it's time for my K-pop pick of the week, which, as a reminder, is just a time for me to share some of the dope music that's coming out of Korea with the rest of the world. And so this week, I'm going to be talking about Benzino, who is signed on to Illionaire Records and is currently in the military, actually, in South Korea, uh, because they have to do that. Um, for a mandatory two years if they're citizens there, which is, you know, it's always sad to see them go. But this song was released off of his album two years ago. And this song is called Flexin' and he's talking about just flexing on the industry, yo. He's like a rapper who is able to speak English very fluently and it kind of just shows he has a lot of swag in the song and it's just kind of feel, feel good song. So I hope you all enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
사이에 너무 넓은 집. 이 느낌 걔는 모르지. 문자 왔어 우리 은행이. 돈이 들어왔어 고객님. 일시 팩션 이러게 일시 패스 이러네 처음은 아니기에 웃는 이모지. 여친한테 보내고 로데오로. I'm rolling with my bride 친구 do you wanna? 이태리 식당 중인 Rhino with the shit man 맛집 리스트 체크 한번 먹어 바로 데오 오면 plus they play on Thugs 앨범도. 조만간 나오는 앨범 제목도. Rhino로 하고 싶을 정도. 그만한 뭐 하고 다시 본론으로 돌아가 계속 가면 볼론으로 꽃법을 더 많이 찌 돈만은 쓸이 없잖아 감각도 있지 음악만 하긴 작업실에 재료들이 많아 도서감을 그저 내건 빼고 카스텔 콩테 하나 도서감을 얘네들 랩은 대부분 자극이 안 돼서 소감을 얘네들 노래 끝까지 난못 듣겠어 소감을 힙합이 요새 유행인 거 알잖아 근데 소감을 너네 다 존나 똑같아서 나는 좋지 죽을 리가 없으니 진부한 새끼들 틈에서 난늘 flexing 똑같은 거 하려면은 굳이 밤은 왜새 그래서 나는 노창이 정말로 천든지 확인하고 싶어서 보냈을 메시지 우리가 같이 작업을 해봤으면 해소라고 했던 입이 뜨거 바로 왔고 난 그래서 flexing 찍고 있지 나의 가랑을 flexing 보여줄게 나란 사람이 flexing 한계가 어딘지 너는 절대 모르지 문자 왔어 우리 은행이 돈이 들어왔어 고객님 일시 팩션 이러게 일시 패스 이러네 처음은 아니기에 웃는 이모지 인스타그램에 올린 뒤에 이어 몇 마디 더 A million as a billion man that's what's up 이 억짜리 윗 때문에 내가 재수 없을 텐데도 술감할 난 절대 대체될 수 없어 이젠 유명해져서 군대도 절대 뺄수 없어 난 근데 나 예측이 뻔한 타입이 될 수도 없어 예측을 얻고 난 떠나버릴 거야 너네 여친들은 탄압 때문에 돌아버릴 거야 확 존나 뻔한 힙합퍼들면 난 똑같은 거할 거고 이때다 싶어 래퍼 내 새끼들 그러다 말 거고 왜내 손목을 걸어둘게 눈에는 내가 뜰때 걸어줄게 눈에는 내가 걸을 때면 난 누워줄게 이 센스 형이 나올 때쯤이 되면 나도 다시 flexing 찢고 있지 나의 가랑이 flexing 보여줄게 나란 사람이 flexing 한계가 어딘지 flexing 너는 절대 모르지 flexing 문자 왔어 우리 은행이 flexing 돈이 들어왔어 고객님 flexing 일시 백신 이러게 일시 패스 이러네 처음은 아니기에 웃는 이모지 
face on the wall Look each day like my last Green like paper over plastic Wrap my head around The whole world is a blast If you open up to magic I just wanna tell you You are listening to Tractivist Radio, the sound of Asian America. Since things never been the same 
Listening to Tractivist Radio right here on Dash Radio at the Dream Hotel here in Hollywood, and we are super excited. We feel super blessed to have the funkiest rapper alive, and soon to be the funkiest actor alive, the legendary Lyrics Born. Hey, hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming through. My pleasure. Thank you. I'm from the East Bay, mm. and I grew up in the Bay Area, and I just wanted to give you a lot of respect, man, because you know you play a significant role in like my life personally mm. and i just wanted to say thank you growing up 80s and 90s and my influences were just actors and djs and so you were like the first artist that is of asian american ethnicity that pretty much encouraged me like oh yeah you could do a path through music thank you and definitely for the show because we try to showcase asian americans that do music you are definitely influenced into what we do as tractivists. So I wanted to say thank you. I remember Latirics, the song Latirics. For those of you who maybe haven't heard it or you know you, you remember this song, it's like Lyrics Born is on one side of the speaker, you got Latif on the other, yeah. and they're just doing their thing. And you're like, what the hell is this? This is incredible. I've never heard anything like that before. And then Blacklicious, you were on their song, Do This My Way. Right. And I know when you, the first line of that, of that song it's like i'd be the first ever asian astronaut and i was like someone what? said yeah. asian in a song you know, know back then and so i remember repeating that just over and looping that looping it and i was like that's when i went in man I was that's just like, dope I was thank like, you man i was like lyrics born lyrics quantum soul size i'm just like this guy is the truth so i just wanted to say thank you so much for being such a positive influence to me and our peers and just Thank the community, you, man. man. Thank you. I'm starting to well up. Thank you, Thank you, you sure, very man. much. That's great, man. Yeah. That, that, no, seriously, I love hearing stories like that, man. That's it, It's really what keeps me going. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Thank you. And we want to say congrats. I mean, you got the new album, Quite a Life. Yeah. Came out last Friday. <laughs> Came out last Friday? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's incredible because it's your 10th album. Yeah. You know, and so uh, we wanted to ask you, you know, to tell us a bit about the album, you know, uh, just what it's about and how right. it came to be. Well, I guess a couple years ago, I was on album number eight. 
I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, I'm two albums away from number 10. You know, and I just remember as a kid, you know, being from Berkeley, California, being from the Bay Area. As a kid, I remember when Too Short dropped his 10th album. Yeah. This was a while back. Yeah. And he was like, album it, number 10. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, this dude made 10 albums. Oh, <laughs> you know, and that's like, as, as a kid, that's like unfathomable, yeah. you know. And, and it's funny, too, when I, on social media, when, you know, when we were talking about album number 10 is coming out, like all these people were quoting Too Short. Yeah, remember yeah, remember yeah. what Too Short said, album number 10? <laughs> like for some reason, that it wasn't just me that struck a chord with a lot of people. I don't know why. I, but. Think, I think it's because there are very few artists who can have that many albums. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. Too Short is on probably on like 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, before that, like, I mean, Jay-Z, I think he's only on his 12th or 13th, you know, right. so right. 10 is incredible. Well, so that's what I'm saying. So as I started getting there, you know, as I got to seven, eight, I'm like, there's not that many people that have gotten to 10. So every morning, you know, I, usually every morning I start off every day before I check social, before I get on the phone or anything, I, you know, I'm like, Thank you. I'm so grateful just to have breath in my in my lungs, you know. And but then that little, I guess if you want to call it a prayer, started to include. Please, God, let me make it to album number ten. Oh, yeah. Please let me make it to album number ten. See, because I was gonna ask, you know, it's yeah. like how people like if they're gonna turn like thirty or forty. Some people look forward to it. Other right. people are like, oh God, it's coming too fast. Right, right. You know, so did you see ten? Is like it sounds like you're kind of. It is. I was going for it. By the time real people was my eighth album. Yeah. By that time, I was like, okay. I have to do this, you know. So close. Yeah, yeah. you know, and like, it's funny. It's like, and I used to be on like when I would be on tour and going overseas, and I'd be on these crazy flights, and they feel like they're about the wings are about to fall off because you hit turbulence. I'm like, I've got eight songs done on this album. Please let this plane land. It can't go like this, you know. And so here we are, you know. And I think for me, it's just such a milestone to be able to um, hit that benchmark, you know. Uh, your 10th album it's like you said uh, not a lot of artists make it to 10 albums let alone career independent artists right. you know yeah it was also like just a little bit different than like the content of it was different than your previous albums because i felt like you think so you well you address being asian american a right. lot more like in your face yeah you know yeah you know that that was the other thing was like my publicist my lawyer my peers they started telling me you might be the only Asian American to put out a greatest hits album in American history. Wow. You know what I mean? Then I started to think about that more. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about that I haven't spoken about to date. You know, for this album, I talked about things that kind of got me mad and things that got me inspired. You know, and sometimes they're the same thing, you yeah. know, crazy enough. So that's why I addressed all those things, you know, on songs like like Can't Quit Don't Quit Your Daydream. Yeah. And, and that's an incredible song, yeah. especially for all those of us who are just like paying attention to, you know, Asian Americans who are making music, you know, right. you addressed it. And we definitely want to get into the song. If it's cool, we sure. want to play Don't Quit Your Daydream because mm. I think that will give a lot of context into like what we're talking about and just how powerful that song is. So right. let's go play that song. Greatest hits in the history of American music. 
business, entertainment and amusement. Every song I write has historical significance. Something is lost on these cultural critics. Where you been? I've been Jeremy Lin. All these years I've been here ever since. Don't get the calls, don't get the minutes. But the game is way better with LB in it. All of these words getting expensive. Well, at your base called Asian American Expresses. Look at the boys swinging for the fences. Cold with the words, he writes with mittens. Cold with the birds, life's much limits. Difficult for them, but for him it is. With that sense of newness, that sense of humor, that same exuberance I saw myself and it came into being I gotta be honest, I just call it like I dream it I ain't leaving, that success I ain't in your top ten, that's a lack of respect It ain't my fault majors don't sign Asians It is my fault we now in the conversation Thanks for an invite to a seat at the table You shouldn't have, in fact you did it But it's too late now, I'm already available Guess who's coming to Din Din I brought my own band, tell my own utensils My own throne, cause I don't sit on benches So even if y'all don't wanna hear me Sit there and watch me eat Once again, that was Don't Quit Your Daydream, made by our special guest, Lyrics Born, off the album Quite a Life. Let, let's just reiterate some of like the significance of that. You know, you are the only Asian American that's released 10 studio albums, and that's not even including all those mixtapes. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of mixtapes, great mixtapes. First Asian American to release a greatest hits compilation. First Asian American to play music festivals like Coachella, Lollapalooza. Like, I'm going to refer to you as the president, you know, the mm. president of the United States. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are, <laughs> you know, you are the president. First of all, clap that up. <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. You know, but what's interesting, though, because, you know, I've been following the career for a long time. It wasn't something that you were, I mean, you started off as Asia born, mm -hmm. you know, and at some point you changed that. And I know in different interviews, you talked about why you changed that, you know, because at first, like, and this is something I think is true of a lot of artists that are Asian American. Yeah. It's not something that you're comfortable with. I mean, you probably were embracing it, but just putting in your music, putting it out there, that's a different thing. You yeah. know, what went to, into that whole change? You, you know, I, I think it, it's kind of hard to, you, you know, it was really, let, let's just put it into context. Like when I walked in here and I saw you guys, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good interview. <laughs> you know, oh. just when I, I just know, because I've done this for a long time, you know what I mean? And so, but it wasn't like that when I first started. You know, you're talking yeah. about the early 90s, you know, and when my career started to take off and I started to get written about a lot in the press, straight up, journalists would write, wow, he's pretty good for an Asian guy. Oh my God. Or, um, so how do you feel like Jackie Chan has influenced Yikes. your career? Shit like that, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, it, and then, you, you know, it just occurred to me that people's view 
of who we were was so uninformed, Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't like that. I didn't like being written about like that. Oh, he's pretty good for an Asian guy. You know, I didn't like that at all, you know, and Lyrics Born was always a nickname, too, you know, and so... I'm like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not having people write about me like that. They're going to be forced to write about the music, and they're going to be forced to see that, what it is that we do, you know? And so that's where the change came about. And not only that, it's like, and even more today, now, we're so diverse as a group. You know, I mean, back then... People thought all Asians were Chinese. It's true. It's true. And, and you got, and, and again, just to give you context, like this was, you know, like I said in the early 90s, that I was still reading reviews about myself where they would describe me as Oriental. Yeah. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that, I'm just trying to, just to give you context, you know, so it was a very, and not like we're at the promised land now, but obviously it's a very different world now. I would say that you can't really just, dis- Describe the Asian American experience. How do you do that? You can't. It's so different for (laughs) each of us, you know, from the generation that we are, from the countries that we came from, why we came from those countries. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And and I appreciate you giving the context because, you know, a lot of people like, because I think now there's a lot more people, and we've noticed even within the past like two years, a lot of people, a lot of people, even in their bio or their Twitter, like little info section, they will claim it now, Mm -hmm. as opposed to back then. I mean, stories in the 90s, you know, of yours or people that even like Bruno Mars or right. the Mountain Brothers, you know, getting racism up in executive meetings at labels. Oh, it was crazy. Oh, it was crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. did you have those experiences? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I I, it, I always claimed it. You know, I mm-hmm. always claimed it. You know, I, I was never like, you know, oh, no, I'm not Japanese. You know, how am I going to pull that off? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, I have the most Japanese name that there is. You know, it's like both my names end in vowels, you know. So th- I got all of that. I got all of that. I had people that came, bought tickets, sold out gigs, bought tickets to my shows and were yelling racial slurs at me from the audience. You know, wow. I mean, I got I probably got called Jap. Chink, gook, everything, every day. That's crazy. You know, for first 15 years of my life. Even at your shows. Even (laughs) at my shows. I had sound men, you know, make remarks, you know. And when when we would complain to the management, nothing would happen to them. You know what I mean? And then I started to realize... You know, like I, my wife is in the band, Joy Ovalarde is in the band. And, and, you know, some of these towns we would play in, and this is kind of interesting. Some of the towns we would play in, because we, we play everywhere. Anywhere that they had a stage and, and a PA set up, we would come and play on tour, you know. And we would sell out these gigs. And then I'd start to realize, you know, I think the only two Asians in this whole town are the ones standing on stage right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that, that was at once... It, it was enlightening for a number of reasons. Number one, okay, yeah, we're the only two Asians in this town, so it's maybe not the most diverse place in America or Europe or wherever we were. But they don't care. Mm. They're here to see the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The music has affected them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that was the thing that was most inspiring to me about that situation. So it doesn't mean it made those other things easier, but... It did show me that we're getting somewhere. Yeah. You know, people don't even know it, but we're changing their consciousness. 
Yeah. You know, it's like I said in the in the song, um, uh, "Baby, I Made It." It's mm -hmm. I'm, I'm rounding the bases for folks coming now with faces just as beige and, and names ending with vowels. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really felt that way. You know, and um, it, it was just important to me that it, it's not as difficult for the next guy for. Yeah. That that became part of the mission, you know, yeah. definitely. So what brought you to this point where you were focusing on it, like enough mm -hmm. to have a whole track completely about it? You know, was it were you inspired by some of the talent that's out there or just seeing the movement or did you just feel like there wasn't enough and you wanted to just uh, yeah. go in? I mean, it's, it, what, it, what inspired you? It was it? all those things, mm -hmm. you know, it was all those things. And I think I was finally I was so proud to have this moment where we had Dumbfounded making a lot of noise. And now Year of the Ox coming up, who are like my favorite group right now. And you see what Aquafina's doing, you know, and of course, Jay Park. And you see all the groundwork that people like Far East Movement uh, have laid, you know, just not only music, but with, with what they're doing with their business also, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it, it was also frustrating to me that it wasn't moving as forward as we wanted. You know, and then also I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be the guy e either that like had some part to play in this whole thing and not be around to participate in it when the tide changes. Ooh, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that was really I mean, I'm really happy and I'm proud that I'm still active, you know what I mean? So yeah. that because I knew sooner or later it was going to change, you know. And that's the way I feel now. People need to see this. You know, there's a, we have stories that need to be told, you know? So many. Yeah, you know, and so I got to tell them, man, at least at least mine, you know, I have to tell them, you know, in the, in the best way that we can, you know? So another song I really wanted to focus on, just because, like, it's really rare that I'll just hear a song and then I'll just feel it at the end where I'm just like, holy crap, I think I'm going to, like, tear up here, you know, <laughs> yeah. is... Um, it's the 10th song on the album. It's called Can't Lose My Joy, which features Aloe Black, which mm -hmm. is, you know, someone that's been a friend of yours for a long time. And it's a song that is very personal, super deep. It talks about your wife, fellow artist, Joyo, and her battle with cancer. I was hoping that you could touch upon the song. Let's, let's play the song first, and then we'll talk about it after. So this is Can't Lose My Joy from Quite a Life. Watching you suffer is the hardest Take a look at this and see what you see. She had a little thump poking under her shoulder. I noticed before, but it looked like it's grown. So we go to the doctor's office. Fingers crossed, there's probably nothing. He lowered his voice slowly and told us, Cancer is the diagnosis. Whoa, hold up. Cancer in a prime at 29? Wait a minute, that can't be right. We were instantly terrified. Her face turned white like a pantomime, and I was momentarily paralyzed. Doctor said it like it wasn't nothing, but we hearing this for the very first time. He goes, okay, people, for we still. She goes for chemo. I held her close. I felt her feet go. Tears flow streaking down those cheekbones. She goes, Baby, what are we gonna do? At this point, we both crying. I said I could tell you what ain't gonna happen. Ain't nobody dying. I told her, baby, a soldier will turn over every stone and boulder. But in my heart of hearts, I'm falling apart, but I can't show her. Cause if I seem defeated, she'll feel weak and the beast will just keep feeding. God, please, she can't leave me. This is me, I'm bleeding. Wow. 
under a jawbone, another one under abdomen. One the size of a golf ball, the other the size of a tangerine. But we blue collar artists gotta keep torn to pay the mortgage. Unfortunately, life don't give you intermission during performance. Every single night she's singing like her life depended on it. It was like a soul was screaming, chasing that demon out of her body. Our songs hit number one for six weeks at radio stations, but it's bittersweet because the chemo failed. Nexus radiation. I'm coming all out of pocket for the deposits and the deductibles. We running all out of options, trying my hardest to keep her comfortable. I'm arguing with the doctors in the parking lot of the hospital because we use alternative medicine. We have the right to anything possible. Days away from treatment, we at stage four. Ain't no stage five. Doctors are all speechless with amazement in his face and eyes. He said, I ain't never seen this in any other patient of mine. The cancer's disappearing. It's fading. Praise God. Once again, that was Can't Lose My Joy featuring Aloe Black off of our guest, Lyrics Born, and his new album, Quite a Life. So, yeah, I mean, if you didn't feel this at home, it, it's, it's an incredibly powerful song. And if you're listening to the lyrics of this, this was happening mm-hmm. when your song, I think it's Calling Out, mm-hmm. hit, was hitting number one. So mm-hmm. it was just like, went, in, went into the decision to just write and share the song now. And what was it, you know, that whole experience? I think, I, well, I wanted to write it because um, I can't lose my joy because it, it was the 10th album. I needed to talk about things that I hadn't yet. And I, I needed to address things that um, either anger me or inspire me. And, yeah. you know, these are, the, this song for me, this event for me, checks both of those boxes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was the hardest song to write on the album by far. Yeah. You know, it was the last song because I just kept putting it off. I was like, I got to do this, you know. But I, I talked to her about it for, you know, because we kept it private yeah. for years since it happened, really. I mean, the people that were around us immediately, um, they knew, you know, we were on tour the whole time. We probably did 175 dates. Oh, and she performed with she you performed. while yeah. she was going yeah, through all Yeah, she's flying back and forth doing chemo. You wow. know what I mean? And um, that was something that I addressed, you know. Uh, you know, it's it's complicated. You know, it's complicated because I was probably the biggest indie artist that there was at that time. And one of, one of them. Definitely rapper, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have these incredible highs, which in any other scenario would be like oh my god i'm on cloud nine you know but the fact of the matter is you know we're playing coachella the next day she's got to fly home and do chemo and then fly back out and we play Lollapalooza, and fly back out do chemo again it was just a really difficult bittersweet time you know and um you know i still probably have a little bit of guilt you know, that um, we pushed so hard as we did, you know, even though she, when she was going through that. But part of it also was that she wasn't going to let it define her mm. or take over her life. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the amazing thing about her is that there was never a moment, never, never a moment ever where she was like, why me? Oh. This is so terrible. 
why me? Why did this? Oh, well, she never was like that, wow. ever. Wow. But I think one of the things that was so inspirational for me and, and made me kept going was that she never took that attitude, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that ultimately that, that sort of attitude was one of the things that helped her heal. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't want to just lay it down, mm-hmm. you know? I think it helped her to be out there singing every night you know i think because it it gave her a spiritual strength you know and kind of a spiritual healing you know and i think if you want to know the truth i think that's anybody affected by any kind of terminal illness or really intense affliction or or situation i think your attitude has a lot to do with your recovery and i think you know, you have to have faith that it's going to turn out okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And, and you have to have faith. You have to claim it. I mean, you really have to speak it into existence that you're going to be all right, you know. And she did that, you know. And that was really inspiring for me to see because I didn't really know how to handle it. You know what I mean? We, I, we're young, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and you think that these things don't happen to you when you're young, you know. Yeah. But they do. They can. And we just had to deal with it. Yeah. And we dealt with it the best way that we could, you know. And... You know, she spent 12 years in remission and then it came back a couple years ago, mm-hmm. you know. And that was also, and she's, thank God she's in remission now mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. you know. But thank God it was like, that's also one of the reasons why I decided to write this song. Yeah. Know? And I talked to her about it too first. And, you know, because like I said, we kept it private for a long time. And, um, but it was like, you know what? People should, I think that people would benefit from hearing this. Oh, yeah. More than if they didn't, yeah. you know? So I think that was that was part of the, the rationale behind writing the song also, yeah. you know? And just, it, I mean, the way that you've talked about her, it's, it's, it's clear that the support and the inspiration is very, like, it's very deeply felt. It's like something that has brought you to this point and you're at your 10th album and you're, doing all these amazing new things you know so thank you to just like having shared that experience with us and our listeners that's very it is very inspirational like today's conversation has left me feeling like there's so much out there to do and life is very short yeah yeah thank you thank you and And, and yeah i mean if that's the one takeaway that people have mm -hmm. that was the takeaway that i had from the whole thing is Mm -hmm. that anything can happen but anything is possible also. Yeah, you and know? speaking of your possibilities, it's like you are now shifting into like this acting world where, well, at least at least there's some roles coming out. Mm-hmm. I've watched Sorry to Bother You and I saw you in that in a very, very brief <laughs> clip, which was hilarious. I'm up for an Oscar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this new film that's coming out in 2019, like that's just to go, yeah. like, it's, it's, it definitely shows that not only is like the world your oyster, but having these experiences doesn't have to define you, right? So I just wanted to kind of ask you about yeah. like how you're at these these realms of possibilities. You know, I... I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've been in a couple movies, you know, in in the past, you know, and it, it was just never really a pursuit of mine, you know. But, um, you know, over the past couple years, it's like, you know, I, I want to do other things with my life. Yeah. You know? and, and I think the thing is, like, you're, you're always writing a book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like... Okay, I do one thing one day and then that's it. Time for me to just cash it all in. You yeah, know, yeah. Put my feet up and just lay in bed for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I think for me, I'm I'm like constantly looking for new ways to grow and right. stay inspired. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And I love comedy and I love acting and I, I just love being ridiculous, you know, yeah. just being stupid, you know. Yeah. Well, well so- sorry to bother you. I've known Boots Riley my whole career, yeah. you know, just from being in the Bay Area and being in, you know, obviously in hip hop. Ever since I've and and ever since I've known him, he's been writing these screenplays. Oh wow! Yeah, for fifteen years, people don't know that no. about him. He's been doing this for as long as almost as long as he's been making records. You know what? And wow. I think he wrote "Sorry to Bother You" like ten years ago. Yeah, like yeah, he I, I don't, yeah. And then he finally got a deal. He calls me up one day and he's like, "Yo, lyrics born. I finally got my movie made. I want to give you a role." Okay, what am I doing? Just being a sarcastic asshole like you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So I was like, yeah, of course, man, I'm down. You know what I mean? He's like, it's going to be a little hard financially, but we're going to do it. I was like, all right. Which is, and then, which is hilarious, right? Because in, if you haven't seen the movie, you're on a show called I Got the Shit Kicked Out of Me. Yes. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. Like. And they didn't show this part, but... I'm completely drenched in hyena urine. What? Yeah, you can see the pictures on my Instagram. I'm have to go look no. Yeah, part the the story is that I'm completely drenched in hyena urine. They oh, by the way, you know, the telemarketing firm that he yeah, it, yeah. we used to work there. Together. See, yeah, we were gonna ask about that. Yeah, yeah. you heard that's actually real. It like was real. it's a real firm. It was. Yeah. They, What's your the, telemarketing voice? Uh. I was terrible at oh, it. Were you? No, because I was so sarcastic, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's, it, it was so predatory. Like you're calling up mm. these old ladies, you know what I mean? And I, I was, we were young though. And I was just like, hello, you know, like they'd answer the phone like that and shit. And then I would be, I would be like, hi, oh, you know, no. like I'd hit them back the same way. You know what I mean? And uh, it was bad. I never made any money, man. Oh, and Gifted Gab used to work there too. Oh yeah, I read about that too. And um, <laughs> like he'd be, "Hello, hello, this is this is Timothy Parker calling from the blah blah blah." You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would, you know, it's a competition. It's so stupid. It's rigged. Like mm. it's rigged. Like mm-hmm. they get you to compete yeah. to try to make the most calls, and they promise you this pie in the sky that nobody ever hits. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? To to get your bonus and all oh, that that's shit. That's real. Yeah. It's so real. It's so real. Yeah. That's why it was brilliant that he. This was the premise because it's this unattainable goal mm-hmm. working for this company that you'll never get anywhere doing it. You know. <laughs> so so cut to me in this kiddie pool, and I just hear boot. You know, boots is like he's got his headphones on and he's way back there and he's like, more ki- my more hyena urine on lyrics born. Oh my god. <laughs> we need more hyena urine on lyrics born. You know, it was fucking awesome, you know. Well, it was really cool to see you in that movie. I can't wait to see, is it Always Be My Baby? Always Be My Maybe. Oh, yeah. My Maybe. Yeah. Always Be My Maybe, yeah. which has Ali Wong, Randall uh-huh. Park, yep. too, yep. and Keanu Reeves. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when is that When is that dropping? Do you know? That is coming out, I think it's coming out uh, second half of 2019. Okay. Mm. I know they're cutting it right now. Cool. So exciting cool yeah. is there anything i mean before we let you go i mean is there any other things that we should look up projects that are looking out for i know you're going on tour so definitely we want to have everybody out there to come support you on tour yeah. um but yeah besides the tour any other projects or movies or anything that you want to yeah put out there uh well the the quite a life tour is going to last for probably um, better half of a year so probably a year from now i'll still be out on the road you oh know, wow because we're gonna you know we're doing the the world basically gotcha. and yeah. so we get a year to do that in 
Yeah. yeah. No excuses, everybody. You got to check them out. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, I've got a couple, um, there's a couple movie and TV things coming up that I can't really talk about yet. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, I don't, I'm just always writing songs, man. I'm always writing songs. So here we go. Well, we just want to say thank you so much for, you know, making time to come through and just like blessing us with this album, blessing us with like the Your stories. Like it's incredible. It's so inspiring. So much. Thank you. Um, and anytime you come to LA, you're always welcome to come through. Thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank it's been so a pleasure much. for me. Thank you yeah, so thank much. Thank you. I really yeah. Thank you. you are listening to Track Track Tractivist on Identity Asia Radio. So that's it, y'all. We've come to the end of our show. Show number 10, we want to give a special thank you to Lyrics Born for coming through, blessing us with his time, his story, his energy, and the music. Don't forget to check out his album that just came out called Quite a Life. It is out everywhere, and if you have a chance, we highly recommend that you check him out. He's going on tour throughout the country. Go to his website, find out where he's playing, but you have to see him. He is absolutely the funkiest rapper alive. So thanks again, Lyrics Born, and thank you to all you listeners out there joining us every week here on Tractivist Radio. We do this every week, every Wednesday, 7 p.m. right here on Dash Radio. If you like the music that we are playing, we have playlists. Go to our website, Tractivist.com. Check it out on Spotify. Search Tractivist. Also, if you have music that you want to request or you are an artist yourself and you want to be heard or a chance to be interviewed on our show, please also go to our website and click on Submit. And before we go, we want to give a special happy birthday to DJ Preet. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Oh, buddy. my God, y'all. Thanks. Gotcha. <laughs> but thanks again for joining us. Shout out to the Tractivist team, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to Tractivist Radio. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Tractivist. That's T-R-A-K-T-I-V-I-S-T. For our playlist and to discover more music by Asian Americans, visit www.tractivist.com.